0: to put on your tinfoil hats hey guys welcome to the show we're gonna have michael on tonight he's gonna be telling us a couple interesting experiences including one about a puck wudgie that he had about a week and a half ago
1: uh this probably happened probably not even a week ago i think we just we just came off a vacation we left on friday uh blue ridge georgia is where we stayed off of a road called Asker Road. Apparently Asker Road is extremely known for hauntings. And Blue Ridge is known for Bigfoot sightings. There's even a Bigfoot museum there.
2: Mm.
1: And we stayed in this little, this little, well, not, not a little cabin. It was a pretty big cabin. And long, I'll, I'll start from the beginning. We roll up. We come up into the driveway. First thing we notice is this little shed, probably 150 feet off the property. Now there's three cabins around us and none of these have passed to this little shed. So we think it's like a pump house or they're keeping like tools or something out there that they don't want on the property. And we've been driving for ten hours now, so we're tired. We go to bed, wake up the next morning, and the path to the house is covered in little rocks, little round stones with bigger probably eight inch stones surrounding it to lay out the path we notice a few of these are knocked over like flipped like they were kicked into the middle of the walkway we think it's just because i'm walking around bringing suitcases in i'm kicking them over i'm tripping we think nothing of it we put them back we go about our business throughout the day come home go to sleep we have two dogs one one being deaf one being a little chihuahua And Chihuahua's old. He's not. He's not a. He's not a big deal. He likes to bark. They're really skeptical about what's going on outside, but we just assume because it's pitch black, no street lights, no anything, no outside lights on or anything. But they won't leave the front door. They're they're just dead. The the deaf one's dead set on being on watching the front door. She's growling. She's doing her low deep growl. We ignore it. We go to sleep. That's really weird. uh, Weird animal behaviors.
3: Interesting. Yeah,
1: she's she's being she's being really weird. She usually doesn't do that, but we just assume because it's a new place that she's acting like this.
0: Okay, so real and, quick, can you um give us like a little set and setting? Is it like a off the beaten path kind of in the forest
1: location? Uh, yeah, for the most part, like you come up when you pull up to the driveway. The driveway is almost like a forty five degree angle down, mm-hmm. and it gives you maybe fifteen feet to turn quickly to park. Okay. And when you, from the driveway, you can look out and you can just see across the mountain, across the valley to the other mountaintop where you can see other specks of cabins. And while you're overlooking that, you can see the shed. Directly to the right is the actual pump house where they have the propane tanks. They push the heat in or whatever. I don't know what they do to it. I I didn't really look in there. To the left is the cabin and you're standing at the side of the cabin. And. To your right, going down the hill is a set of steps that go down to the bottom floor, which is where the king bedroom is, which is where we stayed for most of the time. And then to your left is the path that I was speaking of with the, the rounded rocks, which goes to the front door. On the opposite side of the house is just like, it's a fenced-in, almost hilly area where we can take the dogs out to go to the bathroom. You can access that from the second-story porch and that also goes down on the other side of the house to the bottom floor. And then there's a third floor that you can just take a spiral staircase and go up. We never went up there. Okay. Pretty pretty simple. The back of the house is like almost probably about a 45 degree hill straight down into the valley.
0: Is it? So it's a heavily forested area then.
1: Yes. Right off right off of the road.
0: So I'm
2: just and there's, to
1: there's like no, a sorry. cabin to our left that's like hundred feet away, hundred probably two hundred feet away. We can see their driveway through the trees. Okay. And we can't see either of the two cabins to the right of our building.
3: How okay. deep into the forest would you say this is miles wise?
1: From the nearest town it's four miles.
2: Okay, okay. Right on.
1: Because we still wanted cell signal. Right, yeah, if anything
2: yeah. for sure. For sure,
1: so we get through the first night, dogs acting weird, not a big deal. We just ignore it. Second night, we go through our day, and this time, the first night, we decided to stay upstairs because we didn't want to freak the dogs out and go and have them move outside and go downstairs to sleep. That was it's just a big ordeal for them. And that was the first, that was like I said, that was the night we saw the rocks flipped over. Second night. We let the dogs out and we go downstairs to sleep downstairs. Now, I'll set the scene in the downstairs uh, when you come out of the dog area. Come out of the dog area, it's just, it's probably like a 25 across porch, maybe 10 feet wide off of the house. There's a stone fireplace, two really nice deck chairs, and a stack of seasonal, um, what are they, seasonal welcome mats to the right of the fireplace. We go in through there and it's just a, it's a big, they're big uncovered window, door windows. Like floor to ceiling doors that are just an entire, just one big window.
3: Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I've seen those. Yeah, I don't,
1: I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of those. I prefer to cover those up. Yeah, for sure. Well we put the door, she, she starts doing the same thing at night. She won't, she, I'm pulling her back. I keep her collar on her so I can pull her away from the door. And she is just growling at this back door. She will not come away from it. And I'm like, no, Shayla, come on. We need to go to sleep. So I finally get her to come away after five minutes. Yeah, right? I get her to come away. She lays down. And I fall asleep first. And my girlfriend sees... Now, the window is in the far right corner, probably 10 feet away from the door. Same wall. She sees something walk past the window. And she's like, well, maybe, maybe it's a bear. Maybe it's an animal walking on her porch. Because we are in the middle of the mountains." So she just saw and a
3: figure. She couldn't really make a figure. it out. It's right. four
1: feet. It's four. The window's four or five feet off the ground and then goes all the way to the ceiling. Okay. Okay. So whatever this is would have to be somewhat bigger than that. It it just walks past the window and she just waits for it to walk past the door and it never does.
2: That's weird.
1: So She goes all right, I'm just going to go to sleep. I didn't hear this. I didn't know she, she experienced this because I'm asleep. So we get up the next morning and one of the same rocks has moved along with two different rocks now on our, on our, front, on our front porch. They're, they're now flipped over. So she goes out and she puts them back. And at this point, she's thinking it's this previous owner looking for, because the house had just gotten sold in June. She thinks it's a previous owner going, hey, I'm just going to come in here and try to get some free stuff or whatever. Rob the place. I don't know. Right. Like, I, I get you're thinking
3: on, along those lines. Like, they're looking for a hidden key under the rocks like a lot of people do.
1: Exactly. Like, they're, they're moving rocks around. And we just think she ignores that fact. She doesn't tell me about this. Now, mean, meanwhile, both of these things we've, we've been experiencing, we haven't told each other because we're in the middle of the woods. We don't want to freak each other out. She has a bad experience today, uh, personal issues. So we just stay home all day and just relax. Right. We have a switch. We have a computer. So we're just sitting. We're just hanging out. This is the day I get antsy, and I'm like, I really want to go see what's in this shed. This is the second to last day we're here. We have one more night. I'm like, I really want to go see what's in this shed. So I don't take my phone, and I make the 150-foot trek. It's downhill and then uphill and then downhill and then uphill to get to it. Now I have pictures of this. I can send you the pictures of them. I posted them.
3: Oh yeah, man, for sure, definitely send those it's, over. It's
1: they're kind of creepy. It's a wire fence, probably as tall as me, and I'm like six four, so there might be seven feet tall with a fence, and it just looks like a little tiny cabin. On the inside, there's like a brown tarp covering the back of it with some leaves on top. that look like a bed. <clears throat> Two buckets full of really old, nasty, like dirty mucky water and the gates towards the house like facing the driveway where we so pulled in so it's it's
3: pretty airy to say the least
1: yeah and i get and i'm i'm a person i have the the pleasure of not feeling fear in eight probably 95 percent of my situations i feel a tense dread coming up to this thing my instincts tell me to run and i'm like but i want to see what it is so I sit here and start messing. I look at the gate. I'm like, I'm not going to open the gate. I don't I don't want to go in there. I don't want something to be in there sleeping and then come running at me. The gates latched at the top and completely broken on the bottom. Like something had pushed its way out of the bottom. Which is why we think it was a doghouse. Now I'm thinking it's a doghouse. Because it looks like a mm-hmm. big dog had pushed its way out. And I'm like, I'm just going to walk back to the house. Go back to the house. And my girlfriend's like, did you not take pictures of it? You should have took pictures of it. So I get my phone. She stands on the balcony and watches me because you can see it through the trees in the balcony. Makes sense. I walk all the way back over to it, take pictures, come back. Well, we go about the rest of our day like normal. And we're like, we're going to let the dogs out and go to sleep. So we go down the little side path. And she's in front of me. She, She opens the, or I open the gate, let her go through to come onto the bottom porch from the left side. I notice that one of the stack of welcome mats has been moved to the other side of the porch, and has been kicked like it's bunched up. like just... you would like you like you would see if you tripped over it going inside. It just it's Kinda just weird. completely bunched up on the opposite end of the porch where the
0: hello, Michael. Welcome to the show.
1: And she had already walked towards the door, and I'm like, that's that's not normal. That's a little creepy. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go to bed. I'm just going to act like I didn't see it. (laughs) Best way to handle it. I go inside, lock the latch, lock the door, and this time I shut the window. The dog wasn't really acting any weird. She's just doing the same thing she's been doing the past few nights. By this time, we just think it's normal. We go to sleep. No event happens tonight. Wake up the next morning. Obviously, rocks are moved again because that's just been normal for us. They're all different rocks this time. There's like four of them all moved around different parts of the of the walkway. And she puts them back. This is the day we're leaving. Our mm-hmm. checkout says we have to lock all the doors, turn off all the lights, you know, typical Airbnb type stuff. So, she's making breakfast. I'm like, you know, I'm just going to go downstairs and turn stuff off. This is where it goes from 0 to 100 in less than 2 minutes. I go downstairs, I throw everything up the spiral staircase. And I go to lock the back door, and it's probably seven thirty eight o'clock in the morning. So there's light out; I can see perfectly fine in the woods. Right. I see something probably fifty feet away from me at the bottom of the hill, running away from me on two legs, and it's going unnaturally fast for something that's on two legs, and it's just gliding through the woods.
3: Did you hear? It? I go, Did you hear any no. sound? No sound.
1: Well, because I have the door shut.
3: Oh, right, right, had, okay. I,
1: yeah, I'm just looking through the window, and I see it running into the wood. And I go, I take a deep breath, I go, that's 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 not normal. If it's on oh. four legs, I'd probably justify it as an animal running in, but it's on two legs, which is what freaked me out.
3: That's freaky, dude.
1: So I go, well, let's just take a look at the hut. So I unlock the door, and I peek my head out, and I can see the left side of the hut. Well, the two buckets that were in the corner closest to me have now been kicked over. The plastic one's probably five, maybe seven feet away from the fence. And there's a tin one that's all the way to the back of the hut. And I go, okay, so something knocked the water buckets over. I'm going to lock the door real fast. (laughs) Slam the door, lock it. And as I'm walking up the steps, I'm like, I'm like, babe, we got to leave. We got to leave. It's time to go. I saw something run into the woods. It's time to leave. So I lock up upstairs and I go, let me go stand out on the second floor balcony and make sure I wasn't dreaming that the buckets were moved.
3: So you wanted to reassure yourself, so you wouldn't... Yeah, second. I'm okay. like, I'm
1: just making sure I'm not imagining something. So I opened the door.
2: Buckets were tipped over.
1: Bu- buckets are tipped over, there's nothing in them. The tin one's by by the back of the hut. The 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 other, the, the plastic one's closer. I open the door, the balcony door. There's furniture out here, so I walk to the left of the furniture and lean on the rail. And just as I lean on the rail, I hear, I hear, tink, 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 like something's banging on that tin bucket. And I'm interesting. like, interesting. So I move my head around. I move around the balcony a little bit to see if I can. I just kind of move. I kind of switch my hearing to see if if it's coming from that direct. It is it's coming from towards that side and i'm like this is really creepy i go maybe it's just a stick or a tree branch shaking in the wind and as soon as i move it stops completely so i go okay now i'm going to test it so i keep walking i walk to the other side of the balcony get closer to the hut and i stop moving again 15 seconds of me being completely still tink 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 Tink, it starts banging on it again and i go holy shit and i run inside and i go now it's really time to go whatever it is is banging on a bucket and i'm not playing this game so i pop the trunk and i grab a handful of stuff and i start walking it out the whole time i'm watching where the hut is the entire time
3: so you're, you're and you didn't did you say anything else after that
1: oh yeah there's 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 this is this is where i get a really good look at it Oh, okay. I put more stuff into the I put more stuff into the trunk, run away, run back inside. As I come out, again, I get up to the trunk and I have like a handful of like three suitcases and a pack of little dog food. And I stand in front of the trunk and I look towards the hut because I'm keeping my eyes on it, and I see it standing there. Towards the back of the hut, and I'm looking at it from the side. And the only way I can describe it is it I can't tell if it's skin or not. It looks like skin. But it's got its knees bent, barefoot, it's hunched over. And I can see a little bit of black on the top of his head. I can assume that's hair. And I can't really tell what it's wearing, but it's just standing there. Facing towards the woods. So I'm looking at it from, at it from the side. I look at it for maybe three or four seconds. And I go, I got to get my phone out. And I throw the stuff into the trunk. And it runs now. Like I said, the, the gate's facing us so it just runs through the fence that's completely locked down runs through the fence and into the woods
2: what at the, heck? the same
1: speed i saw it earlier it just goes whoosh and it's gone and i throw the shit into the trunk run inside grab more stuff throw it in the trunk and we leave
3: man and that's and that's what i posted
1: on reddit i was like nah nah i'm not doing that again
3: and so describe it in more detail for me. So you got you got a good look. I mean that's four seconds is a long time, you know. It's 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 enough for you to sit there, rationalize it, and be Am I seeing this? I'm seeing this yeah, and no, then you know, it goes off.
1: Exactly. To make sure that I'm not I'm not psyching myself out and I can actually see it standing there. Yeah, so it's like it's got it's got the way I can describe its it is it wasn't super it wasn't like it was really skinny. It looked like something that would live. In the woods that climbs up and down hills all day. It's barefoot. Its feet are a little bit bigger than its legs. Its knees are bent, and I can't really tell if it's wearing any clothes because that's not what I was paying attention to. I was trying to look at its face. It's got it's got yeah. a, a bit bigger nose. Looks like uh like if you were to stack if you were to give Squidward nose a little bit smaller but really bumpy. And it's looks to be bald with like maybe a little bit of black stuff on the top of his head. I can't really tell what it is. It it could be, it could have been mud. It could have been really matted down hair and it's just stand. It's not looking at me. It's looking into the woods.
3: So did it have, was it skin? Like it was,
1: I can assume it, it looks like skin. Okay. It looks like it was like, like dirt covered skin. And it was probably about four feet tall. Interesting that's freaky and it's and it's just standing next to this hut and that freaked me out and then it did the same thing it did earlier except and except i could see it from the side and it just ran at light speed into the woods
3: that's so freaky man and so you saw it how far away from from it were you the second time
1: i was probably the second time i was probably about 150 160 feet away from it because i'm in the driveway
2: Okay. okay I from the you. from the
1: driveway you can see the shed better than you can from the house cuz there's a lot more trees. Okay. So you can almost you can almost completely see it from the driveway. And it, and it was bipedal. It stood on 2 2 feet. Yes, it stood on 2 feet and it had its arms draped at its side. R- which this... were which were hunched, which were a little which were bent too, like it was like it was maybe holding its stomach or its sides or something. Mm-hmm. Just hunched out, hunched up like it was doing something, like it was banging on a bucket maybe
3: right okay wow, that's so freaky it sounded man like 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 i said like i I hearing the story before you had made the suggestion of what you think it is um that we'll get into in a minute here but when you first described it like we're describing i was like what could this thing possibly be i haven't heard anything of anything like this before
1: so we thought, we thought since we were in you know what we assume is bigfoot territory i was messaging friends when we were driving home after i posted on reddit like I have a I have a friend on Discord who she claims she's a paranormal expert. She searched all this kind of stuff. I'm like I'm like, do you know what this is? Do you know what this is? And a couple of people were like, maybe it was a baby Bigfoot.
3: That so was, I'm trying to find yeah. pictures
1: of a baby Bigfoot. And I'm like, I assume a baby Bigfoot would be hairier than that, but maybe the dirt was hair. And we're just we were completely we were completely lost because I've I've always been a magnet. For stuff like that mm-hmm. and i've always done research on exactly what i see until i can find it but this is that's something i've never heard of before
3: yeah and also what you were describing and how it, it, it was it was extraordinarily quick is uh very interesting because my first when you first started to describe your story it sounded very very sasquatch like behavior and in, in what i hear a lot of accounts are where it's like the throwing of the rocks or playing with the rocks, and um, the very playful kind of interactions, is very was very interesting to me. Like it was almost playing with you. And based on the size, I would say, you know, at first it's a juvenile. But then the more you describe it, man, I just don't. I don't think it fully fits that category.
1: No, I didn't. I didn't think so either. But I, I wanted to believe that it was. It was because I because I've never heard of the creature that I can assume it is based on what it was doing and where it lived and how it acted uh but i just wanted to believe it was a baby we're like maybe it's a baby bigfoot i mean it could have been it could have been a could have been a midget that just lived in the woods (laughs) right and we're like this is really it was bizarre and we were just we just wanted to leave so we left yeah for
2: sure that's freaky man that's
1: really one one lucky redditor came out and told us that it sounds. It sounds and looks like a uh, Puckwaji.
3: I don't hear about a lot of sightings from Puckwaji, so it's really cool that you're on telling us this story. Because I don't. I. I can't even imagine how long it's going to take us to find another person that that that's seen one of these things. Because this is this is something I. I. I never hear about. I just never hear about
1: them. I mean, I've never heard about it either. We were. I was furiously googling it. I was posting the folklore on the discords i'm in i'm like has anybody heard of this thing does anybody know what this is and the description of a puck from what i've read the few the quite a few articles i read on the way home because we had a 10-hour drive is they like to play tricks on people so-
2: i.e moving moving
1: our moving our uh our welcome mat kicking the rocks over and they were apparently really friendly with humans way back way back in like the native American. Indian tribe days, and there was apparently a falling out, and they don't they don't mess with humans unless you mess with them. And I didn't see it until I went over to its house, which I can assume is its house. And as soon as I went over there, it got annoyed and started trying to come closer to the house. They're known well, to like they're known to like lure you into the woods, and they can. They can like I think it's the, I think I read they can apparate or something. They can move. They can move quickly and disappear and appear at will and all this crazy stuff. And I'm like, that's they're like forest goblins. I'm like, that's really freaky.
0: So I mean, it's safe to assume that.
1: that I can that assume hut, that's what it is.
0: That hut was its home, yes. and it it probably felt threatened or annoyed that you were a you know, going into its private space and, like, you know, messing with things, fiddling with things, looking, and it felt threatened, so it decided that it's gonna play its tricks on you, to to scare you, or maybe even, you know, if you had been there longer, get closer and closer to you, as they they like to, you know, harm people to an extent.
1: Yeah, I was really glad we didn't stay another day. <laughs>
0: So, it obviously knew you. You were there. You knew it was there. Do you think it knew that you were watching it?
1: I would have to say yes. Because as soon as I as soon as I would make movements, it would go really quiet. Mm-hmm. Moving moving around on the balcony, it would stop what it was doing, which I can assume that that was it banging on the bucket. As soon as I made a move towards the car. It stopped. It it disappeared. It ran from me because it knows I'm there and it knows I know it's there.
2: Hmm.
1: I really wanted to get a picture of it. And that's the one time I wish that I could afford a GoPro to just wear on my head at all times.
3: Right. I hear that a lot where it's like, you know, you just wish you had a camera 24-7 kind of thing for situations like that.
1: And even we even looked we even looked this place up on Google Maps and you can't even see it. You can't even see the hut there.
3: Interesting. It's for ye.
1: It's like under I don't know if it's under even I think even the picture we found was like the trees trees and no leaves on them like it's fall and you still can't we can see we might be able to see a shadow and we can assume based on where we're looking where it was but other than that it doesn't come up on Google Maps.
3: Man, that's freaky. I, I I really want. I really can't wait to see those photos you have of it because, even though we can't see the creature, I'd like to. See, you know, it it gives you the vibe. It kind of fills in the, gives us gives us a better sense of what you were experiencing. You know.
0: So you you don't feel like it had any aggressive intent towards you.
1: I think I think it would have.
0: Would have. Had, could I, have had, I,
1: had I stayed there longer,
0: it could have gotten to that point. But because yes, he I left think it would have gotten probably.
1: to that point after okay. this run in I had with it.
0: Because hmm. reading up on them, you know, you come across things along the lines of kidnapping or, uh, you know, threatening harm to the individual's life. things can escalate to that point but they're mostly you know tricksters they're like goblins
1: i think had i followed it into the woods i think i think i don't think i would have came out of the woods Hmm.
3: this is this is such a cool thing to talk about because like like there's not a lot for us to go off of and there's not a lot that anybody really knows about these things and i mean i think you're probably one of the i guess for lack of a better term lucky ones that's actually seen one
1: yeah, and not even knowing what it is. I've never even, I've never heard of one of these things before. Until the day that, until the day, uh, shout to Gold Chopper, told me that it was a Pukwudgie, that he even knew what a puck wedgie was. They, you know what and I'm getting? It says it's like the oldest living creature from, uh, I think it's oldest living cryptid, maybe. I think it's the term, a cryptid? Yeah, cryptids. Yeah. I think it says it's one of the oldest ones. You know
0: what i'm getting vibes up stackhouse um what are you getting vibes of man we didn't we never got a chance to do the episode with her but do you remember the first person we were talking to do you remember the uh the sentence the girl the in the backwoods
3: oh man yes. Uh have, have you reached out to her recently i still want to have her on man no
0: um, I, I, may, we, I might reach out to her we so for the first time that we were going to film or record Uh, The person we were talking to said that she has experienced what she calls little green men in the forest. And what I'm starting to get vibes of is the same thing that you saw. So I'm starting to think you're not alone.
1: Well, that's that's good to hear. Do you know where was she from? Man, it's been
0: so long. I don't even remember.
1: I don't Um, remember.
3: It was very, it was small town. Shoot. I don't think
0: it was Georgia. But it was was, um, northern central United States.
3: Yeah, it was it was it was rural, very rural area. I can't remember for the life of me what what state it was in, though. But yeah, she used to say that um, that she saw these things pretty much growing up and that she kind of wrote it off as I was seeing things, imagination growing up and then eventually like through school and stuff. Um, the other kids started to talk about seeing the creatures in the forest also. And um, the teacher, when like it was brought up in front of like adults and teachers and stuff in the town, people would, um they, they would get really uncomfortable about it. And she said that they would see them all the fucking time. And as the area began to develop pretty heavily into more modern areas and the forest got cut back quite a bit, she said they stopped seeing them. So I, wonder that is was, the I wonder if it
1: was Freeport, Massachusetts, because that's—I'm pretty sure that's where they're—that's where they're most popular. Is there? They even have a sign that says Puck Wedgie Crossing, which I found on—I found on Google that that's where they're—that's where they're, where they're mostly from. Or yeah, Free Town, to excuse yeah. me, Free Town, Massachusetts. I had to look it up again.
3: I actually used to live in Boston for a short time for work. Um when I traveled for work, they put me up out there in Boston for a little bit and man, like I would um I had an hour drive to where I needed to be uh every day when I worked and I would drive through some pretty rural areas with some heavy heavy forest, man, and like I can only imagine what people would see out there, man
1: especially at night oh boy
3: oh god that that would be very some of the areas that i would drive by i, I would be horrified to be stuck out there at night honestly because it's so breaking down
1: on the side of the road oh,
3: no. oh man dude i'm glad that i had uh my coworkers with me because we all when they made us travel they had us live together and we all used the same company vehicle so at least i would have had three other dudes with me you know but like man i out there alone man that that, that would mess me up pretty
2: bad But like, uh,
3: tell me, tell me, wait, uh, what do you think it is, man? Like, I I know that we we think it's a puck wedgie, but I want to know what your take is. is. It, what are these beings in your opinion? Do you think they're interdimensional? Do you think they are some type of physical biological creature that lives out there? Like, you know, give me give me your thoughts on that.
1: Well, from the from the short from the short time I've actually. Research them across the few articles that I've read. I would have to say that they're as blunt for they're forest goblins. They're like hobgoblins, and I've seen a few things that say they're like they they can trap your souls. All this weird stuff. I would just assume that the one that I've seen, the one that I saw, I think it was just extremely comfortable with the area, and it just liked to mess with the people that live there. That's why that place has been sold so much because people don't like that that thing constantly messes with people that live there. I don't think anything I don't think it has any mal it didn't have any malice to it. It didn't want to hurt anybody unless you know you go up to its hut and you're like, "Hey, this thing's funny, and you just start throwing stuff around. I never even went in the fence towards the hut. I took pictures outside of it. I would just assume he doesn't he doesn't want to mess with anybody unless you probably follow him then he'll probably mess with you.
3: Yeah, I think he sure. just really, he's really—he's
1: really used to living around there, and he just messes with the people that stay in that house. It's very possible, man. I just think I made it mad because I went over there.
0: So, looking at the picture—that's the picture of the hut, correct?
1: Yes. If you're looking at—if you're looking at the 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 album that I sent, from the first picture, that's me standing on the balcony, zoomed in at the hut the day before everything started happening
0: that's basically exactly as i pictured in my head you know leaves all over the ground uh no leaves in the trees a little riggedy looking hut
1: yeah the that's one with the eerie. the one with the big dish in the picture right in the way of it that's me standing from the uh that's you that's how you would see it from from the from driveway. the driveway Oh, from That's the from the driveway. The one at the oh, okay. very first picture is from the balcony. I zoomed in because I didn't think I could see it very well, but you can see the broken fence at the bottom. The woods all the woods all pushed back. Latches broken. Old buckets. That's yeah, the tricky. plastic
0: bucket and the tin bucket with really gnarly looking water.
1: Yeah, and you can you can see I zoomed I zoomed in on the inside. And you can see at the back there's like a there's a nice pile of leaves in there. Pushed up against the wall. I would oh just assume yeah. It would lay down in there. I see that. It, that's what's weird. It, in in person, it looks like there's like a like there's like a folded brown tarp on the back of it.
0: Mhm. So,
1: Covered looking at the
0: hut, it looks like that it's at least, you know, kept in a decent like shape. The walls aren't like all molded or i
3: noticed that too that's interesting because like looking at the condition of the water like that water is pretty gnarly man uh i used to have um my parents backyard when i was growing up we had a we had the ac runoff onto um over the porch so they would put a bucket out there to go under the under the porch and i remember sometimes my dad would get lazy and not change the bucket so like he would move one over and put a new one down and then that one would sit out for god like i'm trying to think about how long he he would leave that thing out man but like it took a while to get it, it took a couple years to get that nasty um because he just stopped upkeeping on and eventually just let the ac runoff just run out onto the porch and it would drain off into the into the yard but remember he left one of the, a couple of those buckets out and uh, man, the water like it took a while for it to get that dark and nasty, but it did get to that point. But it took several years of just sitting out there, like all nasty. Um, and it was uh, a lot of that coloration, I think, is coming from like the leaves and stuff bleeding into it that have fallen into it over. The- yeah, that's just that's that, that that's 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 nasty water, man. <laughs> um, but the water and like the condition of the buckets are so poor. Yeah, look at how clean the woodwork on it is. I mean, sure, there's there's some tile issues on the on the hut, but I mean, like the structure of the fence and stuff is in really good shape. Have you yeah, the, um, whole, the
1: whole fence and everything looks like it's really well. Even like you said, everything looks really well kept, except the water in the buckets. Interesting.
0: Have, have you um? thought about contacting the owners or maybe even the previous owners to ask them about that specifically?
1: Uh, We have. We actually have the previous owner's contact information and we've considered asking them exactly what it was used for. Mm. Because it's obviously not used for that anymore. Yeah, we considered it. Okay.
0: I mean, obviously you don't need to, but I'm going to recommend just like asking them even like bring up the word uh, Pukwudgie and see if you can get a response out of that. Cause
1: I I definitely have to email them and see what they say about it.
0: I mean, we all know that no (laughs) Pukwudgie unless they can shape shift too, is going to go to home Depot and, you know, (laughs) upkeep their shed. So maybe, maybe the previous owners or whoever had lived there previously, um, became quote unquote acquaintances with the creature.
1: See, that's what we said too. We said maybe maybe they built this hut to uh, appease whatever to appease the puckwudgies to to maybe not have it bother them anymore.
0: Yeah. That would make sense. That would make a lot of sense. Because going back to the uh Native Americans used to say that puckwudgies used to be friendly to humans. So Depending on how old the thing is, maybe they still have that in them.
2: I don't know,
3: man. It's it's such a weird one for us because, like, like I said, never heard about these things, and now we've looked up as much information as we can on them. But like, there's so limited information on these things. Nobody sees them. Nobody talks about them anymore. So th- this is a this is a really cool experience having you on to talk about this kind of stuff. Um.
1: Yeah, I'm actually going to be maybe I'll uh, make that email and I'll make a whole video about it.
3: Yes. Yeah, showing,
1: showing the pictures and the Google Earth pictures and everything we we've, we've researched about it. I plan to do it what you guys do and just sit here and talk about it for 20 or 30 minutes. Yeah, man. Show all the research we've done on it.
3: Seriously, man. I think you were saying you were telling me when we first started talking that you wanted to like make a YouTube video on it. Have you finished that yet?
1: I have not. I actually, I actually just released another video yesterday okay. that I worked on.
3: Yeah, man. For when, when you finish, uh, when you finish that, definitely send that to us. I'd like to, uh, I'd like to give that a watch and get get your full, like, all thought out take on it and see all the research right. you've done for sure. Yeah, when you finish that up, definitely send that, send that our way. I'd love to read that or watch that. I
1: definitely will.
3: For sure, man. Um, so, I go
0: ahead, Dane. Uh, what makes this difficult for me is i don't know if you've heard any of the other conversations we've had with uh people but basically everything that we've talked about is all paranormal though we we do like to take interest in things such as you know cryptids bigfoot you know loch ness whatever ufo's um it makes it difficult because i mean our our knowledge is so limited on things of the sorts i've heard the name puck in the past like i remember it i don't remember where from but it's such like a um just like just not something that you hear about period you know
3: there's a lot of those weird folklore creatures that you know you never really hear about i hear about fairies a lot on uh Mm -hmm. the forums and stuff that we read a lot of people talk about forums or uh, fairies when they're growing up. Like they say that they used to see fairies all the time when they were kids and that they were little humanoid creatures, um, which I always find really. In- yeah, I don't know. Have you seen any? Well, which one did you post post on? You posted on paranormal, didn't you?
1: I did. And I think I cross posted the humanoid creatures.
3: Okay, because there's one that we that uh, I, I'm pretty, pretty active on called. Uh, I think it's called the truth is here and yeah yeah that's 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 the right name and uh it's a lot a lot of people on there talk about fairies like i see it almost like every week i see somebody talking about how just a bunch of people in the comment threads like saying oh yeah no i used to see those these weird little humanoid creatures when i was a kid growing up and eventually i stopped seeing them
1: see i just saw i saw a lot of ghosts and i had shadow a shadow person follow me for four years now you talk get, about yeah that? tell us about that dude oh the whole okay so i think i can't remember i think i was around seven or eight years old i would notice that this this a certain corner of my room at all times would just be black and i would be like i'm just gonna turn the lights on and i would turn the lights on and it wouldn't change but i couldn't touch it couldn't step on it if anybody was in the room it was gone and as a kid at first i was really afraid of this thing because it was just you know it was a it was, it's a living shadow in the corner of my room. And I think from the time I was seven until I was about 11 or 12, we moved around six times. And every house we went to, it was there. Every room of the house I was in that I was alone when nobody was home, it was in a corner of the room. And no matter where I went, it was there, as long as there was nobody there. And I, would, and I thought, you know, I would think that I was, I was crazy as a kid and I would try to step on it it would move if I laid down it would go up to the ceiling to where it could watch me while I was what and I could see it in the corner of my eye sitting in because my bed would be under the window and I could see the top left corner of my my room and it would just be sitting in the corner and it was probably no more than eight to eight to twelve inches big
2: so it was little
1: it wasn't yeah it wasn't very big at all but it never went away my brother would come over and it would, it would be gone. And as soon as he would leave, it would show up. That's weird. And so. I think I started looking these up and people would say they're good or they're bad. And I would just, I think I looked up, I mean, as a kid, I was stupid. So I looked up like living shadow in my room and they're like, Oh, it could be, it could be feeding off of your emotions. Cause I didn't have the, I didn't have the greatest childhood. So, like, maybe it's feeding off of the negative emotions in the house, and it's just trying to get stronger, or it's waiting for its time to come get me, whatever.
3: Like a succubus, I've heard. Or not a succubus, I'm sorry. uh, Poltergeist. I hear poltergeists are very active around negative emotional environments.
1: Exactly. So, that's what I assume. I'm starting to get worried that that's what it is. Well, we'll fast forward to when I'm, like I said, this thing follows me whenever, for four years, for four and a half years. Well, when I'm in middle school, uh, this is where it manifested, and I fall asleep on the couch, and I'm home because I have pink eye. Right, I fall asleep on the couch, and I wake up, and I feel like I open my eyes, but they feel crusted shut, and I and I was in sleep paralysis, mm-hmm. and I and I jolted up and I couldn't move, and I was looking around my house, and I could see like my mom, and my brother and sister and I'm like I'm like mom I can't move help mom please help me she turns around her face looks like like a void like it's not there her eyes her both of her eyes and her mouth are voids and she just looks at me and screams Uh. like a blood curdling scream and she runs at me so is my whole family and she's probably no more than a foot away from my face and she freezes and she's not looking at me she's looking at my shoulder this mass made itself bigger and it's standing on me and it's floating from shoulder to shoulder. And these, these, these dream creatures are watching it and it's floating back and forth across my shoulder and it goes down to like my waist and they're just, they're staring at it like they're, they're, they're almost afraid of it and I can't see it because I can't move, but I can, I can see it go down my arm and it goes down over my stomach to my waist, and then it comes back up to my shoulder, and that's when I can't see it. And then it jumps at him, and as it jumps at him, and it hits the ground, I wake up. And I jolt awake, and I never saw it again.
0: Weird. That makes the hair stand up, man.
1: Yeah, and I ne- I have no idea what it was there for. I don't know if it was feeding off emotions, or if it was a guardian angel, but it jumped at those whatever those things that were trying to get and it makes me think that maybe if it wasn't there and those things got to me i don't know what would have happened but it jumped at him hit the ground and i woke up and those and that and that dream never happened again
0: so can i ask you this how how old were you when this when this started happening like
1: originally i was probably i was probably seven
0: so seven so Prior to that happening, did you have a maybe a family friend or a family member pass away?
1: Uh, we had a we had a I think I think when I was seven, I think it was two.
2: I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up
1: because if if it corresponds with this, okay. So November so 2001. So I had a I had a family friend named Scott. In two thousand one. And I think I was eight in two thousand one, so maybe it was when I was eight. Um he died in a car accident on the way to get me. Oh man, are you to, to go you see to Harry that? Potter? I wasn't super close with him, but I knew him pretty well. Okay. I wasn't really close with anybody. And my mom came down and told me Scott died in a car accident, this and that, and I was kinda I was kind of just like was kind of a little broken up about it, but I got over it pretty quick. I was just mad I didn't get to see the movie. Yeah, as a kid, so maybe around that, maybe around that time, I think is when it maybe showed up. But I was young. I can guess between seven, seven and nine years old is when it showed up, and it got I got rid of it around seventh grade.
0: Okay, so w- when I hear something like that, what comes to mind is. Um a relative or someone who cared for you uh maybe watching over you, if that makes sense.
2: That makes sense.
0: Because it, it didn't show any ill intent, and then with the dream, uh, with the people in the house having the voids and looking like they're going to attack you and freezing when they see it and disappear, and then it's gone, and it never happens again, it's almost as if it was um, watching over you, not haunting you, you know?
1: You know, like it was like it was waiting for that moment. Yeah. yeah
0: that's that's really like, that's
3: that's eerie. that's eerie. That's super eerie. I've experienced sleep paralysis on a number of occasions and it's mostly because I'm an idiot and I don't sleep uh as much as I should uh because I balance a day job and I do this and uh I like to play video games on top of it. And so you know there's always the one more game, Dane and uh just sometimes i'm running on 4 or 6 hours of sleep and i start to get sleep paralysis and hallucinate and, and it can be really scary man like i hate sleep paralysis because you cannot freaking move but whatever you're describing sounds much more
2: what well, i'm trying to find the word for it it, it almost it has more meaning behind it, I guess I could say.
1: Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, do we had we had a lot of stuff like I but like I said, I'm a sponge for that kind of stuff. Like we even created our own Tulpa when I was when I was in high school.
0: Uh what's a Tulpa?
1: Um I actually just learned what a Tulpa is from my girlfriend. Um you can you can create a paranormal object. Or a spirit, through through just your mental, like you can trick yourself into believing something like that,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and make it manifest. And I never knew it was a thing, but it would explain a couple, like not even just one thing that I remember as a kid. I've seen, I've seen little kids. I've chased little kids in the attics that weren't there. I've been in haunted schools where we got we got chased out of the school by three kids that weren't there i've had black shadows that have full faces close windows on us before when we were leaving houses hmm. that's lots so of, freaky lots of weird stuff like that
3: yeah man i've seen i've seen a door slam close once and that was enough to really screw me up
1: and now Real I have that inner ability to, like, walk into a place and immediately feel if there's something with malicious intent in it. And then I just don't want to go in there because believing in it and having experienced it, it's just going to mess with me.
0: So you believe in the paranormal, like, wholeheartedly? Yes, 100%. 100%. So, I mean, it's kind of hard to say you don't after the experiences that you've had, personally. Um, <clears throat> do you feel like they ever have, like, any ill intent towards you, or do you feel it's all just, like, ooh, spooky haunting, or do you, What? how do you feel about it? Looking back on it, and like, you know, your personal
1: uh, Um outtakes. Pers- Personally, there's been a few. I would say there's been two that I've had, that I've personally experienced that have had malintent towards me. Mm-hmm. There's been a few places that I've been into where i feel my my i feel the dread the instinct tells me to leave and that's usually when something has malintent towards me and i just don't give it time to do anything because i just leave because i don't i don't like feeling that
0: okay and you said earlier like normally you don't feel fear but there are instances where you feel dread
1: yeah like i have i have uh i have I don't know if it's a personality disorder, but I have something that, that the fear gene isn't there. Okay. So I'm always I'm always calm, I I'm always stoic, steady, and I just feel I feel the dread and my instincts usually kick in and are just like, You you gotta you gotta go.
0: And you follow it. You follow your gut feeling. Yes. That's a good trait to have
1: i'm just like oh oh all right you're telling me to leave <laughs> then i'm going i'm not i'm not playing with whatever it is
0: so now now like before before this whole thing with the puck what happened, did you believe in like uh things such as bigfoot or fairies and stuff like that
1: no this is my first experience i didn't even know what cryptids were okay I didn't even know that was it. I didn't know Bigfoot was classified as a cryptid. I know what Bigfoot is. I mean, yeah. I mean, who doesn't know what Bigfoot is? I didn't know that he was classified as a cryptid. I didn't know that that's that's what those were. And I was looking at the list, and I'm like, oh, there's a, there's a lot of these things. Even the Loch Ness monster and everything's classified as one of these.
0: Yeah. So before you didn't you didn't believe that they were they existed, whether it be in the past or in the present.
1: No. Not at all. Not with not not cryptids. Not I mean, you hear a lot of people debunking Loch Ness monsters and Bigfoot, but mm -hmm. I'm not so sure anymore. Uh,
0: but with this puck wedgie experience, it kind of changed your outlook, and you're just like, "Oh shit!" Well,
1: yeah, everything I knew. I've seen one of these things on the list now.
0: What about um things like um from space, like UFOs? uh aliens, do you do you believe that that they exist somewhere? Whether they have visited Earth or they're just, you know, on yes.
1: some planet. Yeah. Yeah. I believe that. I believe we've I believe we've already we've already interacted with them too.
0: Okay. So you're very open minded. You you because like... the way I say it is I choose to believe if there even if there is no factual evidence. I like to believe. I like to be optimistic about it.
1: Yeah. I'm it's always, I'm, I've am i always been open to, I'm always very open-minded. I'm always open to have my opinion changed about anything. Okay. I like hearing all sides. I believe what I believe in. I mean, my opinion is my opinion. Mm-hmm. But if you come with me and you're like, oh, you know, there's, there's actually evidence of UFOs in the sky and we've already had contact with them. Then I'm like, okay, hey, let's talk about it. And maybe by the end of it, I'll go, oh, yeah, I guess I guess there is.
2: I think that's a healthy outlook to have. Yeah, for sure.